What's going on? Welcome to Popped, where we hang out all day and just talk about movies. I'm Jonas Taylor, joined by Devin Weatherly, your co-host. We are so excited to do this. I've been wanting to do a movie podcast for a very long time, and the moment is actually here, and it's so exciting. It is. It is something we've been talking about for like three years now. Yeah. So it's it is exciting to finally <laughs> get the motivation. You know, maybe we just <laughs> didn't have the time. Maybe right. it was a motivation. I I don't know, but but uh, but yeah, maybe yeah. it just took a six month quarantine from theaters. Yeah, it it definitely sparked my love uh, for movies for sure. Let me just give a rundown of what we're going to do here. We're going to talk about two different movies. One is an older movie. Another is one that is currently in the theater when this came out. And then uh, we're going to talk about a movie that we're excited for coming out soon. Um, So today, would you like to introduce the topic of discussion today? Uh, Are we starting with the the old one? Yeah, let's do the old one. Okay, the the old movie that we're going to be discussing is none other than Christopher Nolan's Memento. One of the classic movies uh, that people always talk about. You know, you always hear like, uh, I watched this movie in reverse and it was just life changing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that, that's what we've chosen. Mostly, uh, you know, we've chosen this because Tenet has, you know, it just came out about a week or two ago. So, yeah. Devin, uh, you know, I'll, well, first I'll say. Uh, I just actually recently watched this movie back in about April, so it is still fairly oh, fresh I, in my mind. I just watched it like a month ago, if that. So, yeah, I oh, listen. Christopher nice, Nolan. Nice. Christopher Nolan is my dude. Like every movie he does, just messes with my head, and I love it. It's like uh, like some kind of torture that I just love going through time and time again. I know it's 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 absolutely what you, you never quite know what you're going to get with the Nolan movie. Yeah, you just know it's going to be phenomenal, right? And sometimes you might not even understand it the first time you watch it. You might just be like, "That was horrible." Well, if it's Christopher Nolan, you're just stupid. You're not. It's not horrible. You just <laughs> don't have the IQ to understand. You're, yeah, you don't. You just simply don't. <laughs> well, Memento. It starts off. Uh, pretty pretty like, intense it's like uh the whole feel of it it kind of the lighting and, and everything makes it feel really ominous and obviously it's about this guy this uh, guy pierce's character i can't think of his name right now um should have been more prepared for that but guy pierce's character is has short-term memory loss and he's trying to figure out who murdered his wife yeah and i guess you know should we mention, you know, first that it's not really like the movie does like play in reverse, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's not like Tenet where everything is right, actually right. happening happening backward. It's like a you start out at point, you know, Y to Z, and then you go X to Y, yeah, uh, you know, and you keep going back until you know you get to the end. Yeah, and so, we should say we're going to spoil the crap out of every movie we talk about. So if you haven't seen oh. it, uh, fast forward to Tenet. Um, but yeah, we're going to spoil the crap out of this movie. 
If you haven't seen it, watch the movie and come back yes. to this amazing yes. podcast. Yes. Yes. And I promise the movie is well worth your time. Because we don't talk about garbage movies here no. unless we want to. No. Unless we talk about Justice League. <laughs> we won't get off topic on that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Memento. Um, I freaking love Guy Pearce in this movie and Carrie Ann Moss. I think Carrie Ann Moss really is one of the better supporting characters that Christopher Nolan has had in his movies. Um, aside from the prestige, because that's like a star-loaded cast, but like Guy Pierce obviously has to carry this movie on his back, um, and he does a fantastic job with it. I think. Um, like, how do you play a guy who who can't remember anything, and you're playing it backwards? I I don't know. I don't know how it comes up with this stuff. Well, I I'm not exactly sure on how they shot this movie because usually. You know, in movies that you don't really want the actors to know, you know, exactly mm-hmm. what's going on and everything, you kind of do it in a particular order. I, I'm wondering if they shot each scene, you know, you know, from that, you know, kind of going backward timeline yeah. or if they shot it forward and cut it. I, I imagine that they, they probably did it to where the actor, the actors didn't even know what's going on mm-hmm. uh, until the end themselves. Yeah, I, that's given Christopher Nolan's history. I got you have to assume that's the case. Um, I I kind of think they probably filmed it in actual chronological order, not the way that we see it, but the way that it actually happened. Um, so let's see, let's see what I, let's see what the, the rankings that I give because I I give rankings for different uh, different parts of the movie. I'm not going to spoil exactly what I think about this movie yet, but um, I, the acting in it is one of my favorite parts of the movie. I think it's awesome. Um, the only thing that gets me is I, I wish we were a little bit more tied to the police officer's character a little bit more. Um, what was his name? Teddy. Teddy, that guy. Yeah, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't really understand You don't really understand him at all until the very end. Uh, why not just spoil it right now? Uh, go ahead and spoil it first, Jonas. The the end, everything, the Every, very yeah. End. Okay, yeah. So the so, end is kind of the beginning, but yeah. So so the end is the beginning. Um. So basically, Guy Pierce's character, right? He, he he doesn't remember anything, and he's trying to figure out who killed his wife. Um, but at the very end, which is actually, so you see Teddy get shot, uh, at the beginning of the movie. And, but at that point, you don't know who he is, what relation he is to each character. Uh, so you kind of don't think too much of it until you see him again, a little bit later in the movie. And you're like, okay, this guy's already dead. How's he alive again? Um, yeah. And then whenever we wrap around to the very end, we find that guy Pierce intentionally, uh, forgets, who Teddy is because throughout the movie, you know, he's writing stuff down to try to remember things, uh, you know, going on this hunt, uh, you know, this man hunt. And, you know, at the end of the movie, we see him intentionally write down misleading information to give himself another person to come after. Uh, 
And obviously the end where he does this is actually where the story chronologically starts. Yeah. And it is just like, cause you're, you're trying to piece it all together. And I think it's really cool what to do with like black and white shots versus the colored shots. Cause there's, you can tell like um, the black and white shots are kind of more memory or the things he's looking at in the pictures that he's reminding himself of or his tattoos on his chest that he has. But, uh, but yeah, it's, wild yeah and i i'd say at least the acting you know you've you've kind of talked about the acting and i i do agree it's it's really good and the thing that's surprising is it's really good considering the fact uh that all the other movies christopher nolan has had they have been absolutely star-studded and this is probably the movie that he has the least amount of star power mm-hmm. in and that's due to the fact you know it's kind of his first major movie um and you're kind of getting you're trying to get what you can get so now, why don't we do like a, cast... let's do like a quick uh just a brief tell what movies like guy pierce was in um he was in la confidential iron man 3 um he was in prometheus actually i didn't know that um oh i didn't know that yeah. either He's in um, one of a new, a new movie called Bloodshot. Did you ever see that one? No, I, I haven't seen it. I've wanted to see it, but it's I actually seen it. it's actually really freaking good. It's really freaking good. Uh, surprising. The acting in it is absolutely horrible because it's Vin Diesel, but it is a, <laughs> but it's a good movie. I appreciate it. He's in The Road, um, Alien Covenant. So he's a recurring character. That's cool. So yeah, Guy Pearce is in a few things, and Carrie Ann Moss uh, is also kind of a big uh, big name actress um she's in the matrix obviously she plays uh what's her name help me out here jonas uh in the matrix yeah. oh uh <laughs> trinity 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 yeah, tr- yeah 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 oh man so that's that's yeah. probably what she's known for is the matrix so obviously it's like kind of these cult classic films um that these actors are, are known for. Um, so I, I really, I like that a lot about this movie. Yeah. And the thing that kind of makes me laugh about this movie is the, the trailer. Cause I was going to, I was going to watch it with, with my parents mm-hmm. and I showed my dad the trailer, the trailer, <laughs> you know, I, I honestly didn't think it was too bad, but just kind of how it, looks um and feels it, it's kind of like funny considering how good the movie is it kind of makes you think of you know kind of like a, a b yeah. movie and you know like one that you, is like a cult classic for being bad but then you actually watch it and it it is so well done uh that just going you know, it's one of those examples of just going off the trailer isn't exactly your best choice right right um, so I want to talk about some of the emotional punches in this movie because there's quite a few of them and one of them that really sticks out to me is uh, when Carrie Ann Moss's character is talking to Leonard Leonard is the character who Guy Pierce plays um, in her house or her apartment or whatever um, she's like I can tell you anything you want and you just forget it Like I can be as mean to you as I want to and you would just forget and then 
so she's yelling at him. She's being like a jerk to him, and she goes outside, and then uh, comes back, and her like her face is all beaten up, and then she she plays the oh my boyfriend hit me card, and it's just kind of pitiful. And he's like feels bad for her, even though he shouldn't. I'm trying to think what was the moment. Was there something that she was hiding? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh. So at that point, because I think you see. Because you see the scene of of her telling yeah. him that and then you, before you know what no Right, happened. and then they go back and then they show you what happened. And you're like, oh, she is such an idiot. She's such a jerk. Right. And I was kind of confused as to... Because I guess she was just trying to kill her boyfriend. Yeah, right? yeah, with, yeah. With that. Yeah. Trying, trying to use him. Because she really didn't have... She really didn't end up playing any real positive role for Leonard uh, even though the entire time you think she is. Right, you think she's like on his side and all this stuff, but really she's just a selfish girl who needs to get rid of her boyfriend. Yeah, and I I feel like that's that's like most of the characters in in the movie. Um, I like Teddy though, man. Even I think Teddy's a cool character because you find out that he he just wants Leonard to be happy. Right, right. And, and that's, it's kind of like one of those, you, you see this fairly common movies where like the, the one like good character, the one character with like good morals is the one that ends yeah. up dying. Even though, and, and this is where I think they set it up so well with the, the, the development of the characters. Because, and I guess we'll talk about the character development mm-hmm. a little bit later, but, but the development of the story makes you... Right, it makes you feel for Leonard. It makes you feel for, uh, oh, what's the girl's name? Uh, uh, Natalie. Yeah, Natalie, and uh, you know, it makes you feel for those two for th- three quarters of mm-hmm. the movie. And really, you know, after you kind of see that that scene we just talked about with Natalie, it's like, wow, she's kind of a jerk, but he's also kind of a jerk. But you still feel bad yeah. for him, for yeah. him, you know, and. And then it's not until you get to the very end where you're like, "There's not a good person." This, this is kind of every single one of these there's people. Not, yeah, and even like Teddy, you kind of feel sorry for at the end. You know, obviously he got shot, but he's um, a dirty cop. But, but yeah, he's a dirty cop. And in the beginning, you're thinking he's a ba- yeah, bad guy yeah. anyway. So it it is it, it's one of those just yeah kind of like you said it's just like the shock value of the whole movie complicated by the fact of how the story is developed and placed is just yeah and so yeah one thing that christopher nolan does better than any director in my opinion is how he deals with the the human brain and the way that people think um because leonard has the tattoo that says remember sammy jenkins um and this whole story of this man named sammy jenkins was that he had memory loss and uh, he he couldn't um, he would forget stuff, and his wife was getting frustrated with it, and and he his wife tested him, and she had to have some kind of shot um, that that he gave to her, and she said, "Sammy, it's time for my shot," and then he gave her the shot, and then he walked somewhere else, and then he'd forget about it, and then she said it again, and it ended up killing her, and so he told the story about Sammy Jenkins to whoever was on the phone with them. And uh, he, he told that story because he remembered it from his old life before his wife died. Um, 
And then it turns right. out that Sammy Jenkins was really Leonard. And Leonard killed, like, his wife survived the murder attempt, the break-in. And he had a whole life after that. And then he ended up killing his wife. And it's just, oh, my gosh. It is wild. So good. Yeah, it's because they set up uh, the Sammy Jenkins character as like a, you know, like a, a deary, you know, deer mm-hmm. and caring, you know, yeah. old man. Right. And, and I think that adds to like the layer of your feeling, you know, your, your feeling of wanting Leonard to succeed in this mm-hmm. mission uh, is just compounded by the fact, you, you know, that there was like a, a quote unquote similar, you know, you know, thing that happened uh, and obviously you find out that's not the case later, but it, it is compounding. And that just goes back to the, to the great storytelling that we know Christopher Nolan, uh, you know, does in every one of yeah. his movies. And so let's jump into the character development. Cause that's what's fascinating about this is you have to yes. develop your characters backwards with the plot of the movie. Right. And the way right. he does it, it's just, it's just insane because it's, you usually you you meet a character you might like him you might not like him and your your opinion of him might change throughout the movie, like your opinion of the characters degress as the movie goes on, like everybody just gets worse the more you know about them. Yeah, but and I think it's yeah, like like you said, just the 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 fact that they're developing backward. I don't know, I don't think there's another. Yeah, there, well, there's obviously not another movie that has ever even tried this besides Tenet, I guess. Maybe, not really. But not really even yeah. backward, you know. And and I don't know. It's just fascinating how they how he was able to to pull it off, uh, considering that I mean Christopher Nolan's not really known for his action scenes, so he kind of relies on the character mm-hmm. development. And and there's some movies where the character development is just not enough to save the movie from being boring. And this is just definitely, it's definitely one of those movies that the character development is so strong that it really carries that, that with obviously the acting and the storytelling carries the movie so much. I mean, I don't know how much, uh, how much more I have to talk about this movie. I think it's obvious what I feel about it. I obviously love this movie, um, but is there anything else that you wanted to add or talk about this movie? Um, Before we give our pop rating. Yeah, I was just going to mention uh, yeah, how we're going to uh, rank movies here mm-hmm. on this show is by, uh, is by pop points. And obviously, you know, if that's referring to popcorn. Uh, if you didn't get as that. is the title too low to understand a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I'll let you uh I'll let you throw out your rating uh first. Yeah. I I gave this sucker a ninety five pop point score because it is so good. It is so good. There's very few Christopher Nolan movies that aren't in the 90s for me. Um, but this is one of my favorites of his, so I gave it a 95. 
Well, you know, it's out of a hundred, by the way, might think this was. Oh yes, out of a hundred, and our our viewers might think this was pre-planned, nope. but it was not. I also I also got ninety five. <laughs> So and and I ranked this all the way back in April whenever I watched it, and I actually forgot what I, I rated until going back into my to my list here. But yeah, and I, I was gonna say somewhere you know around ninety ninety five, but yeah, definitely ninety five there. Definitely not a movie. Not not any other movie is like it this. Is, so yeah, so good, so good. So go watch it somehow. Illegally stream it. Don't really do that because that feeling right don't do that <laughs> that is pirating and now that's how you know AMC right i would never endorse that ever we would never no. endorse that here this is a stand-up <laughs> show <laughs> i do i i rented it it was like three there bucks on amazon prime, i actually have it so amazon prime well uh, you know to our viewers out there, Devin yeah. buys DVD still. 4K, um, 4K now. How much was this movie I bought it on uh, Amazon to buy? Well, that's it's, not. Yeah, that's really pretty good, good actually. Because I rented right. it for three, so it's a, yeah, and I got it on Blu-ray for twelve bucks. Not bad, not bad. But anyway, so with that in mind. Let's talk about one of the most anticipated movies of 2020 and possibly something that could have saved this year from maddening insanity, a movie called Tenet. Yeah, I think it, I think it just about did save this, uh, this year for movies. Uh, about, I mean, really, the only other, I think there's really only like two other good movies that you were able to see in theaters. What are you that calling came good, out this though? year? <laughs> I mean, New, New Mutants came out, which that might be uh, another podcast for another day. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we're we disagree a little bit uh, on, maybe, on maybe that a little one. bit. I, I so I've but, seen it twice uh, now, and I actually actually saw a lot more of the flaws the second time I watched it. Well, I will not be given the second watch. <laughs> that that tells you. Maybe we won't have it. <laughs> because honestly, the movie's not good, so don't watch it. I mean, you have to if you're watching all the X Men movies, I guess. Uh, so. I mean, just wait for it to, to come out on on yeah. Prime or something. Rent it for a couple of dollars. But but anyway, I I. The other two movies, just as thrown out there, are not really to discuss too much. Uh, that I think. I thought oh. the Invisible Man was obviously yeah. great, and uh, I thought personally, I thought Underwater uh, movie had Kristen Never Stewart in it as the lead. Uh, it was kind of like Alien, but but Underwater obviously, you know, had these weird creatures, and I thought that movie was really good all the way up until the very end, in which it went down a little bit, and I, I won't spoil that one since we're not really talking about it. But this would, Tenet is, you know, clearly the cream of the crop. You know, it's it's the one to talk about for this year. So, so I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you, you know, I kind of explained the plot of Memento a little bit. So I'll, I'll let you 
kind of explain, <laughs> yeah, try to explain, show. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> the general idea of what this movie is because it is absolutely yeah, it is just wild. Insane. So we start off uh, with this character who doesn't actually have a name. Um, we will call him the protagonist because that is what they call him in the movie, apparently. So the protagonist is like a CIA agent and he's going in to find what he thinks is plutonium. It's not plutonium, it's some weird looking thing and uh, there's a shootout in the opera and and all this crazy stuff happens. And then he sees this, he's about to get killed by this guy. And then he sees this bullet come out of the wood and into the guy who's about to kill him. He just got saved by some random dude. But then he gets captured and technically legally dies and then he's recruited into this organization called tenant um he doesn't get this would be insanely maddening to me is he didn't understand what tenant is all he gets is like this little hand gesture and the word tenant and it's supposed to take him into doors and, and all, all this stuff and and long story short he meets the uh this man see, i don't even know how to how to if you if you if you want, well, I was just gonna say more. This this the reason we chose Memento is because both these movies yeah, kind of have yeah. like a re rewinding or a reverse kind of type of, of feel to it. Because well, well let's just talk okay. about the first half before we uh, really understand what's uh, to to start with. Because you know, right out of the gate, you have that scene in the theater. You know. And, you know, Devin kind of already explained that. And then after that, you get, what would you say, about a 15-minute part of they're trying to explain this kind of like, and I forget yeah. exactly what they called it in the, in the movie, but, but it's like some property that causes things to go in reverse. I, I'm forgetting the name of, of it yeah. that they called it. But, but basically, basically, like, they're on this sent from the future um, that go in reverse. So like, if there's a bullet on the ground, you can, you can pick it up, right? And then if you drop it, you, it looks a certain way, but uh, they reverse, what is it called? They reverse something, the something of the object. And you, it looks like you're using a force or something. Like you pick up the bullet, but really, uh, I don't even know how to explain this, man. <laughs> Well, and, and the thing, they tried to stress us in the movie, although, and it may yeah. make sense in the second half, is that in order to pick up the bullet, you had to so be had the to one to drop it. But, but it just, it doesn't make any sense, right? As a viewer, you're saying, but how did he drop, how did he drop it, you know, mm-hmm. like in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And so, I don't know, to me... I don't know if it's easier to explain, try to try to do, do we want to try to explain what's going on or should we just assume that people have watched it okay, and just try uh, to give our thoughts well, feel, on because I think yeah, it's just going it to be so hard to, be. to try to explain that people are just going to this yeah. is one you're just going to have to watch kind of like Memento honestly kind of yeah. like every Christopher Nolan uh, movie honestly it. you're just going to have to watch it to really understand it uh, but yeah, let's, let's let's do that. One, can we talk about these actors real quick? Because 
I'm a I'm a big fan, big fan. Oh, yeah, Robert big Pattinson. Fan. Same here. You remember that guy, that little pale white guy that shadow vampire from Twilight? Well, he's all grown up now, and he's doing big boy movies. Um, he did The Lighthouse, which I don't know. Did you see that one, Jonas? So good. Oh, I did. That, he was phenomenal yeah. in that one. Really, there hasn't been a movie that he's been in that he hasn't since been Twilight. Phenomenal. Twilight, I think. Well, yeah, since Twilight, obviously. But I'm, I honestly, I only watched like the first two of those yeah. and don't really remember anything about him specifically. Yeah. Well, but, Robert Pattinson, I'm a big fan. He's going to be the new Batman, and I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm here for it. Um, Tenet was a great movie. Good time. I don't, did you ever see that one? Good time. Yeah. Oh, good time. Uh, that that's one that's been on my list. Uh, it's I haven't pretty had solid a chance movie. to see I it, it to anybody. But uh, no, Robert Pattinson kills it in this movie. Just absolutely kills it. Um, that by far my favorite character in the movie. And then um, Elizabeth Debicki plays Cat. Uh, she was in The Great Gatsby. Um, she was in The Guardians of the Galaxy. She was the Golden Lady um, in The Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I forget her name. Um, the Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, yeah, I, I'm here. We'll probably look it up real quick. Here, let me just, I'll, I'll pull yeah. up the Tenet cast so we know all their names. Well, she plays Cat. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth yeah. Debe- yeah. Debecky, Debecky. Yeah, and did I mean you mentioned John that, David yeah. Washington, right? He is. He is the protagonist. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, and and he's really an up and comer, uh, mm-hmm. kind of in cinema. But he's awesome. He is so, really good. Uh, probably. The movie he's known for most, besides Tenet, is uh, Black Klansman. Yeah, yeah, and he was good in that, yeah, too. Yeah, so he's really up and coming. I'm looking forward to watching him. So those are, like, the three uh, big actors in it. You also have uh, Kenneth Branagh, who plays the main, pro, t- uh, pro the antagonist, rather. Um, but, yes. And then oh, you, of course, Mike, have no, Michael Caine, no, which not, is, is the name, only actor. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh, okay. okay. Michael <laughs> Caine. <laughs> the only person to be in every single one of Basically, Christopher Nolan's movies. Yeah. Love that man. He looks old, though. He looks old in this movie, and it breaks my heart. I know. Yeah. He, he is starting to age. Heart. I can't lose that man. Well, let's get back to the movie. Let's get back to Tenet itself. Um, it's uh, one of my... So I was watching like a behind-the-scenes kind of thing. They actually they didn't film it forwards and then reverse the film. They actually had to film the fight scene with John David Washington doing the moves in reverse, which I think is just crazy. Um, yeah. I did not know that. That is... I don't even know how they... Surely they had to do like do some of that. Well, I don't know. I guess yeah. I could see how they they did that, but, but it's, it's kind true, of unbelievable. And I it, happen. it is crazy. It is insane. So Christopher Nolan, his thing is use as little CGI as possible because the movie will age better that way. Um, 
And so that whole, there's the, one of them, probably the most memorable scene in the movie that you actually see from two different perspectives is the airport scene. And they fly an airplane into the airport, which is just awesome. And John David Washington, or Robert Pattinson rather, he was saying like, I was reading the script and I was like, uh, wow, I wonder, wonder how they're going to do that. And he asked Christopher Nolan, he's like, oh, well, we're going to run a plane into the airport. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> So borderline psychopathic terrorism, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> it's almost bordering on on no, mine's very well CGI. Christopher Nolan does it does it for real. He blows up hospitals. Well, he blows up airports. That's what he does. Uh, and that's that's why he's why he's a legend. One of Absolutely. the best directors. But honestly, can you imagine just sitting back? Watching it happen, like that's the most perfect job. Just watching it, that'd be satisfying to watch, honestly. But, uh, well, it's wild because, because, right, they, they would have had, because there's two actors yeah, in the right. plane at one point, right? No, and they're actually the in the plane, right? Well, no, but I'm saying, like, because you had the two actors oh, driving oh, right, the right. plane into it, right? They're, they're like, not main characters. And then they had yep. to jump out of the airplane yep. while it was that actually was moving. <laughs> so it's just like that. I don't know. That would be, you know, like a lot of the the big name no. actors don't do their own stunts. And obviously, like these these two guys Except in the plane were a really big name. But I don't know. It it, it would be, yeah. Tom Cruise obviously does, but. Uh, I don't know. It would be fun to do some of these stunts. I think if you were obviously, I'm not in good enough shape to do, the, do them. But if I was in good enough shape to do some oh, of these yeah. wild stuff, it, yeah, it would I'd, be, I'd it would be fun. Man, I would just love to be like on set with Christopher Nolan and just see, just just watch all of it happen. Um, yeah, but yeah, like that's the airport scene is so cool because you see it happen from John David watch the protagonist point of view and before he really understands what's going on he's, he's fighting this guy who is inverted um and it's just like this like this crazy fight but then it turns out that it was actually the protagonist and you see it from the perspective of what's happening in the future because we have this again this messing with time thing where if you're inverted you're going you're technically going back in time but you're living life like it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's, it's nuts and it's hard to explain, but he's fighting himself pretty much. And I think that is that's one of the cooler concepts I've ever seen done in the movie. And it's actually done really well. It is. And, and that's the part from the trailer that you see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The guy kind of comes out of nowhere. The bullets come out of the glass. Uh, and that that's kind of that, that scene where the, that fight starts. Um. And yeah, it's <laughs> whenever you're watching it the first time, you're trying to figure out because that part where Pattinson is, you know, he sees like who mm-hmm. that guy is or who one of them is mm-hmm. and then ignores it, right? But then, and this is a, obviously a spoiler <laughs> if we haven't spoiled it already, Pattinson has is, is actually came back from, from the way, way ahead, you know, way in the future. The future, future, and uh, uh, those people that like SpongeBob might get that. But um, 
and so technically, I, and this is where he would already know that that's no, no, because though, right? he, he wasn't or, alive or does yet. Because so he because he he had to live. Um, okay, so there's a theory. This is just a theory, and I tend to agree with it. I tend to think it's a real thing that Cat's um, character, Elizabeth Becky, Cat, um, um, her son, that curly haired kid, is Neil. Is Neil? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that is that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could and see that. I don't know if there's ever any like obvious tells that it's true, but I, I, I just close my eyes and I like to think that it's true. I think that would be awesome. But like, he had to have lived life inverted for several years, um, which is just insane. Um, yeah, for sure. But. But yeah, because Neil, throughout the movie, he goes forward in time, back in time, forward in time, back in time, forward in time, like, more than any other character. Because he does it a lot at the end. Um, yeah. But man, what a movie. But yeah, so Neil, Neil, Neil is by far my favorite character. Yeah. Uh, I think they have a lot of depth to him. And there's that cool scene when, uh, towards the beginning, when the protagonist is in that hotel. And the waitress asks them for drinks, and then uh, uh, Neil asks for something, and then just and a diet cook for him. And then he's like looking at Neil, like, "Well, how'd you know that?" He's like, "Never drink on the job," hinting at the fact that he actually knew him several years prior because he's from the future. That's so good, right? And it is the whole thing is just. <laughs> Almost the more you think yeah. about it, the more mind-boggling it becomes. Um, but yeah, it, it's the once oh, yeah. again the character development is on point. This probably does. It, this is probably the most uh, action I, from I, I a Nolan know. movie Inception that we've Dunkirk, seen. I guess Dunkirk is in the fall. Well, yeah, so Dunkirk. I would, I would actually uh, yeah, argue. I guess the character development um, is actually the weakest part of the movie. Um, just because the protagonist, I don't see a lot of change with him. I don't see a lot of development with him. And it, it'd be hard to, but uh, not not saying it's bad, not saying he did a bad job with it, but it's one of the weaker parts of the movie, um, in my opinion. Well, I was just going to say that I think yeah. Robert Pattinson's development, he's the only character that... that... Mm-hmm. Mo- kind of gets developed, I guess. Because if you think about it, the, the rest of the movie, um, like, unlike Memento, where the character development, you know, carries this plot. one, plot. It, it is more yeah. of the, the plot. Yeah. It, it, and just like the action, it's almost one that it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost like a trivia game. I don't know if that's a very good description, but you're, you're yeah. just like always trying to figure figure out what's what's going to happen next. You, your your desire to know how it all fits together is, you know, it's kind of what drives movie to me, at least for me yeah. personally. Yeah, and so there's actually a lot of because I I read the reviews, some of the reviews that on Rotten Tomatoes, and they're 
there are some people that are saying like you could uh, you could put it all this stuff on a flow chart and it still wouldn't make sense like giving them getting a whole rating because they didn't understand it pretty much and to them i say uh get learned christopher the thing with christopher nolan he doesn't he doesn't uh, pretend that his viewers are idiots he he makes them keep up you know you don't have to keep going back and reinforce the same thing over and over again the same idea the same topic because he's like i already said it once you better get it we're going so my that's my way of saying those guys are just stupid idiots who don't know what they're talking about yeah i i think and honestly th- this is one that is you know i yeah you might have to watch so twice to fully I had understand. To. The second time I watched it, I definitely enjoyed it a lot more. Because, and that's one thing, you know, obviously, I think we both agree that most of the Nolan movies are mostly positive. There is, to me, there was two negatives. And like you said, like the character to development mm-hmm. wasn't, fantastic mm-hmm. but to me it wasn't bad to where it like stuck out to me uh too much but two of the things that just kind of you know at least for a casual nolan fan or a casual moviegoer it yeah. felt a little yeah. bit rushed uh at times i think whenever they explained the whole thing with the bullet at the beginning you didn't really understand why they were explaining it at that moment. Uh, yeah, I know you're not supposed to, but th- that whole explanation well, felt rushed so, to me. So, well, and then so, some so, of the... So, I think the whole purpose of this movie... I think the whole purpose of this movie is like disagree. a progressive understanding of this whole inversion concept. Because I don't think even that scientist that was explaining it to him understood it. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It just felt like they, that scene went by so fast that I was trying, and it's not necessarily my lack of under, you know, right. obviously you're not going to understand understand what's going on then, but to me, I was just more so like trying to I, figure I out too. And that's what something she I even said. In Nolan movies, actually, like, is like sometimes I don't know what it is, the way it's shot or the way it's done in post production. But sometimes it's really hard to understand what the characters are saying in his movies. Well, in this one, the yeah, sound mixing, yeah. this this might be the, the worst sound mixing from a movie I've ever been to. Like, it was absolutely atrocious. And that's compounded onto the fact that I think some of the characters kind of I don't know. It seems like some of the characters talk Dude. quiet or, you know, they're, they're a little bit soft spoken and some yep. of them have, you know, accents. I think just about everyone in this movie has an accent. And some of the time you're think like, so, I, I can't even hear what they're saying. Cause the dark night and the it, especially. half his lines. I don't know what he's saying. That's commissioner Gordon. Don't know what he's saying. But yeah. I think it's Christopher. Yeah, I think it's, it's like a the way I he know, I just, prefers mostly, the sound editing. I think it's something like that because it's it's the theme in all of his movies, really. All of his act, more action movies, I guess. And I don't really notice it. Like Dunkirk, you kind of notice it a little bit because 
you know, obviously, like, whenever yeah. they're flying a plane, you know, it's going to be loud if they're trying to, you know, radio in and stuff. But they're not really, they don't really talk too much whenever mm-hmm. they're, they're like, there's a lot of battle going on in that movie. Um, but this one, this one, for the expectations and for, you know, theaters are just starting to reopen. It was just, it was like, um, like a disgrace to the movie yeah. that it had such poor, like, sound editing. Yeah. Yeah. Considering how good yeah, everything I agree else with that. was. But um Yeah, I for sure agree with that. I can't wait to I uh this is a movie I'm I'm gonna watch with subtitles for sure when it comes out on four K. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this one would be one uh to definitely to definitely if oh, yeah. I was gonna buy yeah. a movie that came out this yeah. year, it would be this one. If I was gonna buy yeah. All right, so let's uh let's finish this segment of the show up with our rating the pop score you can go first on this one okay um i'm i'm gonna give this uh and i don't know i i still think i've only seen it once i think i could watch it again Mm -hmm. honestly and and i might give it a little bit higher score but right Mm -hmm. now i'm giving it 85 pop points um and like I said, I, I do feel, and I know you're not supposed to necessarily understand everything that is happening, but I do feel like there's a couple points in the movie where it feels a little bit rushed to me, and then the sound mixing uh, just does it a, a disservice. Yeah. So, so the and first time that's I, why I give it I an 85. Same, um, because I didn't understand the whole thing about the painting because that felt rushed. The whole painting thing and cast character i didn't really understand why we're going here and why we're doing that and why michael kane is even in the movie uh but the second time i watched it i caught everything and it made more sense i gave it 90 pop points um i i really like it um again the character development for me was the weakest part but after a second viewing i caught more of the movie than i did the first time Uh, i can't give it anything less than a 90. Yeah, and I I really wanted to give it a ninety, and like I said, if I watched it again, I I probably would give it. I probably would give it about a ninety, and and personally, I don't think it changes my yeah. view of it too much. Like five points, not going to change my view of it too much. I I loved it. So guess what? The, you um, know this got on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, yeah, it was like a seventy-one. Or I think like it was like a seventy, wasn't Ridic- it? Just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it was that that yeah. that was hard to believe. But that that one had that one had I don't know, I, I think yeah. people were tainting and, that and one because of the sound. A lot of it was based on uh, a lot of the reviews and it was complicated just to be complicated. Less a lot of the reviews I read. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was a, a huge and I don't know, like obviously yeah. seventy one is not too bad for rotten tomatoes. Um, but I do think yeah. it's it's one that we would both disagree Absolutely. with Absolutely. on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, so we decided to rank the Christopher Nolan movie because we talked about two of them already today. Um, so they are our twelve total Christopher Nolan movies. Um, how many of you have, have? How many of them have you seen, Jonas? Um. 
I believe ten of them. I, I have. I have. I own everything you just for me. Um. And I didn't even. I thought what? there was only have eleven. You have you seen um, Insomnia? One, two, three. Yeah, I've seen Insomnia. Twelve. I got twelve. So you got uh, you got following. You have Insomnia. You have Memento. You have Interstellar, the Dark Knight trilogy, um, Dunkirk, The Prestige. Did I say Interstellar? Yeah. And Tenet. There's twelve of them. The Dark Knight trilogy, right? That was one, two, three. Then we got following. We got Insomnia. Yeah. We got yeah. Dunkirk. Yeah. Interstellar. We have mm-hmm. did I say Tenet? Tenet. You have uh, Mento, no. Prestige, Inception, and I'm missing one. Which one did I not say? That that's all eleven that I have. I have twelve. What what am I doing? Inception, Prestige, Memento, Interstellar. Let's just let's just do the ranking and then we'll figure out which one you're missing. All right. So my bottom is Junk Kirk. Start at the uh, start at the bottom. Did not really like that movie that much. Oh. But and let me guess. No, no, it, not it's necessarily. A that's, um, that's why you don't like it. Or... I don't like it because it feels like nothing is really happening. Um, I know. I, I'll have to watch it again. See, I'll I give disagree it a there, but I think. But right now, I don't like Dunkirk. Yeah. Okay. Well, right you now, I'd have it. to put the following yeah. at number eleven simply because I, I watched that's it. That's actually my number eleven. Yeah. So that's gonna get that's gonna get that's gonna get confusing. Okay. Uh, well. Okay. Well, the followings the twelve <laughs> number twelve is the one I don't know. Oh, the name and there's 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 eleven because for some uh, reason. Are you sure? I, I just Dark Knight Rises went on two separate lines, so there is eleven. You were right. Okay. Okay. Because okay. well, I he did like a short film. Okay, so but my I, number I really 10 would be following. Okay. My number 10 is uh, Batman the Dark versus Rises. Bane. Well, whichever one that is. Yeah, that probably is going to... Uh, Devin is a huge well, uh, Batman I'm fan. Surprise you. So I'm that probably makes me a little bit angry. Nine, right? but my number then, 9 is Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I don't feel too bad. My number 9 is actually Insomnia. <laughs> And Insomnia uh, is my number eight. So, yes. Yeah. We just flipped on that one. Yeah. Um, my number eight is the Batman with Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I, I, I mean, I haven't really watched yeah, these. I kind of watched some watch, of that Batman Begins. Um. Yeah, and, and I did it's like got, it more like, Liam Neeson, by no man. means do I that think, the only one I think that is bad 
The... No, I'm saying the only like Batman I don't think movie bad. that I think is bad in this trilogy is the Bane one. I just, I just, I don't like the Bane one. I do like yeah. the Scarecrow one, but because it just happened to fall, you know, lower on this list. All right. So what are we on? That was oh, exactly seven is Tenet. Number seven. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. seven's Tenet for me as well. <laughs> right, so number six is Batman yeah. Begins. Mm. Number Five six is, is Memento for me. Mm. Mm. Five is Dunkirk, and I I I enjoyed that. That was one of my between that and and nineteen seventeen that Ooh. just came out last yeah, I, year. I didn't even care for like those are my that two of my favorite war movies. It, okay, I thought it was good. I gave it like a seventy something. Oh, that is disgraceful, but I'll let it slide here. Um, okay. 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 Yeah, I'll, I'll let it slide. That could be a whole other conversation. I don't, Dunkirk, I just, I enjoyed because, you know, I, I, I think Nolan doing a war movie kind of brings more people to watching it. And I think it's, you know, it, it might not be necessarily yeah. like his 100% historically accurate, but I think it's... I don't know. I just think it's important for people to kind of know some of the stuff that's happened and the way he did it. Um, and actually, I didn't even realize it was happening until close they're to all come into one. Yeah. But he has three different plot lines going on. One of them, mm-hmm. one of them is happening over the period of a week. One of them is happening over the period of a day. And one oh, well, of I don't think I really caught all that. I just know they all converge so, into. And then at yeah at the end of at the end yeah. of that hour they they all start to converge and you kind of see how all the characters overlay yeah. on one another and interact with one another near the end. Um, so I, I don't know. I I'll just it enjoyed it a lot. Uh, all right, top four. We're at four now. Four for okay. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll go first on this one. It's uh, come. On. <laughs> Oh, Batman man. versus the Joker, whichever oh, one. Yes. <laughs> the Dark Knight. Yes. Is that just, yes? It is. Just called the Dark oh. Knight. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know. That is disgraceful. <laughs> I don't care. Oh. Oh man. Okay. They both, uh, both. That I don't know what the yeah. name is, or that I put that number four. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This, this might make you mad too, but honestly, right, I almost like the Joker Memento. movie more than this movie. There's... Memento, yeah. <laughs> is what is Memento? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Two okay, top three, baby. All right. So, what's number three for you? Yep. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it is number three Inception. is. Inception. Oh, yes. Except I would say we're pretty close to each other's, honestly. (laughs) The Dark Knight. I know you believe that with the Joker, but yeah. (laughs) Number two. Well, you know. (laughs) Uh, It's a movie that I personally love. Yep. 
And, and it's, uh, how it's can you not love Matthew McConaughey? It's my number two is The Prestige. Yeah. And, what, and you put Interstellar at five, right? Or seven? Oh, it's the dark. And that night, leaves our number one. Dark Knight. Best Christopher Nolan movie, hands down. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. The Prestige is fantastic. No. It, it's it's so the good. Prestige. The, I, so I watched this movie when I was like in like third or fourth grade with my dad. Well, you know, it's probably one of those ones where it was like I was just there watching it. And, you know, Fortnite decided to what? put Chris, some, some of the Christopher Nolan what? movies in their no. game for like a couple of days. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that. But yeah, in Britain, they were showing the, the prestige. They showed it like twice. And like what? in game, and then here they showed the Dark Knight, uh, in game. Yeah, it was wild. But I was like, you know, all I remember from the Prestige is them going through the door and catching the hat. And so I rewatched, I rewatched so it good. a couple months ago. Uh, and I was like, this dude, is the best Christian Nolan Wolverine, Black Widow, Batman, and Alfred, and David Bowie. <laughs> uh, I know <laughs> freaking David Bowie in that movie it's, just, no. it's something and, you and, don't and expect like you don't know if he's in it it's just something so out of <laughs> oh yeah he is <laughs> I know it, it's some of the characters are like so out of left field almost. So good. like as far as like the actors in it but yeah Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, you said Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I figured one of the Batman movies would be uh, top for you. I'm surprised. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm surprised that Mm -hmm. uh, The Dark Knight Rises, that's the one with Bane, right? Uh, I'm surprised that one was so low because, like, the way you talked about it before, I thought thought you. Which I. I give it. Like, what would be your hot point score on, on that one? Hot, hot, high yeah. I'd have to sit down and think about something. it. But I, I think it would be high okay. Because I have it in front. Uh, yeah. I have it in front of Tenet, behind Tenet. Tenet's both a better movie, I think. Yeah. And really, <laughs> in, Insomnia... For a movie, for, for a movie that's about not well, being so able when to was go to sleep, time it just about made me want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Insomnia. I literally, I oh, like nice. watched. Nice. I literally like binge watched all these before uh, Tenant like a month ago, and I had never seen Insomnia. The acting yeah. was great. It was weird seeing Robin Williams as. as I a enjoyed villain. that movie. I think it's pretty good. Um, I- it's the only. But, it is the only movie that Christopher Nolan directed but did not write. What yeah, did his? Yeah. Oh, it was based off of a yeah. short story or something, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it was good. The the, the, the pacing good. of the movie wasn't the wasn't was, the best. Was like the best part of the movie, I thought. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, well, I just thought it was so like slow 
Yeah, it was. There needed to be a couple of scenes, wild, and there man. were towards the end. The last like thirty once, minutes once, was really good. Really, once Robin Williams comes into the picture, but at the beginning, there needed to be. Yeah, the 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 beginning there just needed to be like maybe one, maybe two scenes where you yeah. kind of there's like something a bit more happening. All right, well, we're not here to talk about that movie. It, it's a little bit slow developing, but uh, yeah. So. Now, no, the know. last part of the, the podcast, we're going to talk about a movie that we are excited to see. You can go ahead and go first. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll let you go first. So, I was really... <laughs> because I'm still trying and it got to pushed decide. Back and I'm, I'm really, I'm really bummed out about it, but... Uh... I'll be... be... Before you say, like, how far uh, in advance are we saying? Because, like, right, assuming we right, yeah, yeah, we do so a movie we're looking forward like to, a, like, every week. Like, are the we next put, movie like, to come out that you're yeah. looking forward to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next movie to come so out that, okay, this that one, I would go the watch. Movie I'm okay. talking about, actually, okay. I want to go see Kajillionaire, but that's not the one I'm going to talk about. Um, but uh, it actually has a the same one of the actors from Tenet, Kenneth Branagh, who played the villain. But Death on the Nile with Gal Gadot and Army Hammer. I am really excited for that movie. It looks awesome. You know, I was also going to pick that movie, but just for the sake of being a little bit different, uh, there, there's one that has already actually just came out. Oh yeah, uh, it's called Infidel. Yeah, it is. I know it's a little bit. I know it's a little bit lower budget, I think, but it, it's got one of my one of my favorite lesser known actors in it. Jim Caviezel mm-hmm. is the star. He played Christ in the Passion of the Christ, and uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just like him a lot. And it's it's one I've been wanting to see, but I just haven't gotten around to it just because yeah, you know everything going on. Obviously, it's it's hard to yeah well get tickets sometimes and hard to go. But that more cajillionaire. Um, I still have AMC StubHub that thing. So yeah, yeah. Well, I actually just canceled mine for now, just because yeah. everything after the Black Widow movie got can- or uh, yeah. pushed back again. I was like, uh, I might as well just cancel it well, for now because I don't know that if, how many I'm going to be going to. But podcast of <laughs> there you go, podcast. That was the first. Podcast, I love it, if you will. <laughs> All right, so we will be back next week. <laughs> Um, trying to figure out what movie we're going to talk about next. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this was somewhat entertaining for you. Um, yeah, excited to be back. Absolutely. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good to finally start this Bear up. with us. Bear and, with uh, us. You know, once we get rocking, once we get rocking and rolling on this, uh, you know, I think we do have so some big mm-hmm. plans to, to try and achieve in, in the near future. Uh, 
And uh, you know, as we get rock yeah. and rolling, we'll try to get with some us, uh, we're, different, we're, we're trying different to, people we're trying on to here thing out as we go for their opinions. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this is Devin yeah. and yeah. Jonas yeah. signing off. So.